The IRS, over a decade of budget cuts, has gotten used to doing more with less. But the workload put on the agency during the COVID-19 pandemic has stretched the agency to its limits. In getting stimulus funding out the door and managing an extended filing season, the IRS has had to make do with limited staff and its legacy IT systems. For the latest, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Jory, summarize some of the challenges the IRS did face during this pandemic. I guess they're still facing. Right. So the IRS has just faced a huge workload during the past couple of months. Early in the pandemic, they had to stand up from nothing at all from scratch, this economic incentive payments program. And over the course of that, they've dispersed 160 million payments worth $270 billion. And they were able to get about half that done within the first two weeks of Congress passing the CARES Act. And they just didn't have a playbook in place for how they were going to do that. And in the course of this, they stood up a portal for people who don't normally file federal tax returns to get these payments. And so far, 14 million people have signed up through that portal to get these checks electronically or in the mail. And on top of that, they've had to deal with an extended tax filing season that actually tomorrow is the deadline for people who requested an extension to file the returns. And IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick, he recently told the House Oversight Reform Committee that All of what I just described, all of it was done with a very limited IT workforce and that they were stretched really thin during all of this. Our same IT folks took care of all of that at the same time. We did not have a luxury of onboarding hundreds or thousands of folks to help us in that situation. We had people who had to multitask. And these particular folks worked 15 to 17 hour days, seven days a week from March through July. And I would say that our folks performed And that's Commissioner Chuck Reddick of the IRS. And, Jory, the budget cuts in the workforce, what's the latest numbers on that? That's been a long-term issue. It really has been. Over the past decade, the IRS has seen its budget cut from Congress by about 20%, so that's more than a billion dollars. And as a result, it's seen about a 20% reduction in its workforce. That's just simply attrition from people who have left or retired from the agency, and the agency hasn't filled in those positions. And it's pretty interesting when you drill down into it. The IRS's enforcement branch has seen about a third of that attrition, and that's raised concerns about the agency's ability to shrink its tax gap, which is really the delta between what on paper the IRS is supposed to be bringing in revenue-wise and what it actually brings in every given year. And that number is roughly about half a trillion dollars annually. And everything they do seems to bump up against their legacy information technology, which, to be fair, they have been steadily chipping away at for quite some time, but there's still a big base of it. And what are they doing lately? What's their latest way to modernize here? So last year, they launched their latest in a series of long-term IT modernization campaigns. And we we have seen some bits and pieces of that. They stood up recently a, an enterprise digitalization and case management office. And their big job is migrating business processes from legacy systems onto a new cloud-based platform. And the idea being that they can then retire those systems that they just migrated everything from. But you know the IRS still has some legacy work that they need to address. One notable thing is they have a lot of COBOL and a lot of other legacy programming languages, and there's nothing wrong with those programming languages on the face of it. But we did hear from Vijay D'Souza, the Government Accountability Office's Director of IT and Cybersecurity, and he gave an overview of what the challenges are there. What the limitations are of using these older technologies is, one, most notably, it's hard to find staff that know these skills. Programmers today aren't coming out of school learning how to program in languages that are 50 years old. 
Secondly, it makes it harder for IRS to implement more online services because to the extent it can use contemporary technologies, it's easier for it to implement those. And that's the GAO's VJ D'Souza, who's been following this pretty closely. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And tell us what they testified to on the taxpayer experience front, also a long-term effort for IRS. Right, right. And these things do overlap quite a bit, IT and taxpayer experience. We've heard a lot of times from the National Taxpayer Advocate in her reports of just the challenges the IRS has in not being able to get a 360-degree view of a taxpayer on the phone when they call with problems not really knowing a complete history of the challenges they've had in the past. And the ability to get all those problems addressed in one phone call is very limited in all this. And so we heard from the most recent taxpayer advocate, Erin Collins. She told the committee that the IRS just can't keep doing more with less. The IRS desperately needs more resources to do its job of helping taxpayers and collecting revenue. There is an old expression, you can't get blood from a turnip. If the IRS continues to be starved its resources, it will continue to struggle. It needs more customer taxpayer representatives, agents, and to assist those taxpayers, and it needs more modernization of its IT systems. And that's Aaron Collins, the taxpayer advocate newly appointed. Although I would disagree that the IRS does try to get blood out of a turnip sometimes, not out of its own turnip. All right, so let's summarize here. There's a tax filing season, as you mentioned, over tomorrow instead of last April. Where do they stand there? Right. So October 15th is the final day for the tax filing season for those folks who did request an extension. And, you know, one of the notable things here is that the IRS still has a considerable backlog of mail that it's just seen balloon during the pandemic at a time where mandatory telework has limited the ability of the agency to process all this mail. At the end of September, the IRS had received nearly 13 million paper tax returns, but it still has a backlog of about 5 million pieces of mail. And the IRS estimates that about half of that could probably be more paper tax returns. It's worth noting for context that really in the peak of this mail backlog between March and April, the IRS had about 23 million pieces of unopened mail, and they did their best. They moved around different campuses to be able to process it better. And the IRS ran two shifts a day, and they offered overtime. And for all these efforts, the agency's been able to chip away that backlog at a rate of about a million pieces of mail a week. I guess it's been good for the Postal Service, the other agency you cover in depth. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, one hand washes the other. All right. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.